designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Hi, Lindsay. What is something that we talked about last week that we kind of want to follow up on some of the things? Because I feel like we kind of at the end got a little bit hurried and and didn't really cover something. So some things. So I thought about it and I wanted to ask you, what were some of the things that you wanted to cover that we missed maybe? Sure. So I, I know us women, we like to talk. We like to talk fast, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we kind of just talked over something. So. <laughs> and sometimes it's actually important that we go back and, um, you know, recount some of those really important lessons um, from our previous podcasts. We just feel like the Lord is pressing on our hearts today to talk about um, some things again from the previous podcast. And so Pam, you know, just let's talk a little bit more about fasting. Um, I think when we go through life, I know me in general, and maybe even some of our listeners, um, we think fasting is something that um, it's not what we need to do or we want to do. And maybe mm, I can pray and maybe this is not for me. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, when we talk about fasting, um, God just, it's, it's fasting is more of um, gaining a deeper relationship with the Lord. Um, he wants that for us. And part of developing that relationship with the Lord is part of fasting. Mm -hmm. Um, So can you explain a little bit more in maybe a simple fashion, what fasting may look like? um, And maybe some examples of that. Um, It could be maybe as simple as maybe taking away television um, and -hmm. reading the Bible, but is that, is that good enough? Yeah, it really, I think we have this um, thought when we talk about fasting, it's kind of a scary kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, however, people do it for health reasons all the time, like the intermittent fasting and those kinds of things, uh, is really big right now. Um, and so people kind of do it for different reasons, but the fasting that we're talking about for spiritual fasting is a spiritual discipline. So Mm -hmm. those are the things that we discuss like on the podcast, things that, um, can help us to grow closer to God, things that are, that are very focused 
on him. Mm -hmm. So I think um, through fasting and prayer, we talked a little bit more about the prayer part. And so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about the fasting part today, even though they can go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and should go hand in hand because you don't want to fast and, and not, not pray, pray. right? <laughs> you can would, pray and not <laughs> fast, but <laughs> you yeah. kind of don't want to fast and not pray. Um, so um, God uses prayer and the Holy Spirit, and it can really transform our lives. And I think we don't understand the importance of it because we're scared of what we think that might mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the practice of fasting has strong roots in the Bible. I mean, it's talked about Jesus himself spent time fasting and in prayer during his life on earth. Mm-hmm. And he expected his followers to fast as well. So most commonly fasting, um, when we think about it is, is from food or a certain type of food or a certain time, maybe. And like you were saying, it could be as simple as taking away a TV show and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, I'm going to spend this time fasting and pray and praying. Uh, so I'm going to fast that show. And that might sound a little bit strange to some people. And, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. And I think wherever we can do that, um, that is something that we can cut out or carve out, a little bit of time for, mm-hmm. and, and it is, it does have to be intentional. And so I think most commonly though, we think about fasting as, as, um, you know, doing without food or, um, a certain type of food even, or maybe for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. but there are multiple ways to fast. And, um, but all of them have the same potential to help us grow spiritually. Yeah. So I think it's not a requirement, but it's a necessity. For our spiritual growth. So Mm -hmm. that's how I would say um, it's important to ensure that you're listening to both um, the Holy Spirit and your own body when you're doing it, obviously, because we don't want to start out on a 40 day fast (laughs) like they did in the Bible. And so um, even maybe just a particular type of food, maybe you have a favorite food and you're like, wow, I really look forward to eating that on Wednesday nights. (laughs) That's my night. That's for my favorite food. Um, But even that or social media. you know, sometimes on social media, we try to make everything look so prim and proper and, and, you know, it, life is messy. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, and I would say that sometimes our spiritual life can sort of be messy. Sure. And it's not that we want, want it to be that way, but that's, that's just life. And so there's things in our lives that we have to work on both spiritually and physically um, in order for those things to work in our life. And so if we want to grow spiritually, then we have to do what it takes to grow spiritually. Um, you know, and for just for personal reference, it wouldn't hurt me to miss a few meals, you know, but, but, but you don't do it for that reason. Right. That's the point. It's about growing in your relationship. If you're not growing, then you're not getting to know him more and, and, and understand how you can be able to learn from him. Right. And exactly. um, he speaks to us through those different instances. Right. So even though we might be missing out on a little bit of a physical nourishment or a thing that we enjoy, the thing that we need to realize is that the spiritual nourishment of fasting and prayer has a lot more to offer Mm. than those things. And that's where sometimes we put things in priority and we don't always prioritize the things of God like we do just our physical things. I mean, is there something that you could, you know, maybe just share even on that, on the prioritizing, because how important that is? No, absolutely. You know, I think 
Um, I've always found myself um, as a busy bee and a worker, mm -hmm. um, and I will work myself I found to death. That too. <laughs> <laughs> and we work ourselves to death, you know. So every day, day in and day out. And I know you moms out there, it's even more, you know, feeling as though there's pressure on you. You've got mm -hmm. multiple kids. You've got to get dinner on the table. You have all these games to go to, activities and so forth. But then you still have possibly work, or you've got workouts or other things that you want to be able to have take it as priority. But if you prioritize your life and I think God, um, if you, if you allow yourself to put God first, um, mm -hmm. then there, all those other things start to kind of start to de be deprioritized and desensitized mm -hmm. in a way where, um, work is going to be work. It's yeah. going to be there. It's going to be there yeah. tomorrow. It's going to not end. And as you think about life and when you look back on life, I always, I, I look at funerals all the time, Pam. Mm -hmm. And I, I hear some amazing stories about people that they've touched others' lives mm -hmm. and the, they prioritized God and how they were such a godly person yeah. and what they did to be able to have others come to Jesus and what they did even as they read the Bible every day. Um, something that I want to be able to look up to and be able to say, that's what I did with my life versus mm -hmm. all the busyness and the worriness of things that are always going to happen. Right. Um, God does show us. And um, that's what we were meant to be is servants of him. Exactly. We are to do that. Um, when we start prioritizing worldly things, it makes us stress out. It makes us have anxiety. It makes us have our list grow even longer mm -hmm. and um, we'll never get done with those those checklists. So God also gives us this time and gives us peace in that presence with him when we prioritize him right. first. Yeah. And isn't it interesting though, that we do prioritize our every days. We, mm. cause we have to go to work. We have to do these things. We have to, you know, and there's all these things and I hope you enjoy doing that. I'm not saying have to in a horrible way. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that it's a bad thing to have the list that we need of things that we need to do. Cause Lord knows I'd forget everything I need to do without my list. But um, fasting and prayer can bring about more than just personal, than, than just the things that we look at. And I think being afraid to try that because it sounds ominous and scary mm -hmm. and something that I've not done or I'm not used to doing and I don't really understand it. And I would just say, try it. Mm -hmm. Try it for a short one thing, just one thing. Pray give up that one thing, fast that one thing. And as you're doing that, look to God. And I think that I can all, almost promise you that if you do that, that God's going to show you things that you would not have seen. Mm, and definitely. if you see the things that God wants you to see and you get those into your heart and into your mind, then you're going to want to progress more mm -hmm. because you're really going to enjoy what God's doing in your life. So if he's transforming our life, then all these other things of the list that we're talking about that we prioritize every day fall into a different place, mm -hmm. but they get done a lot easier mm -hmm. because our attitude of our heart and those kinds of things. And I think that it can't, it can also not just personally be transformative, but when God's people practice fasting and prayer together, God hears from heaven and he, he heals our lives. He heals our churches, our communities. He can heal our nation and our world. And fasting and prayer can bring about revival or what that means is a change of direction mm -hmm. in whatever is happening. So Jesus encourages us and as his followers to be intentional 
in our approach to fasting and using it as a spiritual tool and not a biblical law necessarily. Although the biblical laws were there for reasons and and good reasons, might I add. That's right. <laughs> but when a Pharisee questioned Jesus about why his disciples weren't fasting like the Pharisees, he offered his own guidance on the role of fasting in um, comparing his disciples like to guests at a wedding. Um, he said the wedding guests cannot mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them, can they? So Jesus is now with us. So Old Testament fasting was important and expected and New Testament fasting is important and expected, but it says the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. And that's found in Matthew 9, 14 through 16. This guidance can still apply to us today. And when we feel far from God, fasting can help us um, mourn our distance from God and draw us closer once again. So I think that's important. We need to look at it and say, hey, have I been close to God in some in some uh, part of my life where now I am, I need to get back to that, but I also need to grow even more in mm -hmm. discipleship and in community. And those things are ways that we can do that. Now, fasting is a personal thing, but also I feel like that if we do it in a, in community setting, it has great power as well. Now, do we do it just for show? No, no. That's right. Or <laughs> and you're not doing it for the right reasons exactly. in that instance. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think it's not even thing that we shout out to the rooftops. Hey, I'm fasting this week. Anybody want to join me? I, I think God um, intends for us to make it a natural part of our life. And yes, we can ask other people to do it with us, but it's to, to become more humble mm -hmm. before him, not to shout out to the rooftops. Yeah. So I know that you had some examples that you thought about that you were talking about, about um, things that we could just give up that we don't really even think about that much. So what are some of those examples? You know, I get, I get asked, you know, just about fasting in general sometimes and what that even looks like in, in people's lives. Um, I think we can talk about them again and just what does that actually look like in people's everyday lives? And what, um, so you know, for me personally, um, I, when I started fasting, I, I started with TV and social media. So those are two reference references that don't help me um, mm -hmm. to broaden my relationship with the Lord. It also um, takes away just um, my my need for Him, um, and it, and again, just personally, um, it it makes me focus on other people and mm -hmm. uh, make me think about how I could or would or want to be just like them. Um, so for me, um, taking away TV and social media was actually um, very helpful. Um, now, I will tell you, I know this emotionally um, starts to affect people because, you know, we start getting addict addicted to technology and we yeah. want something to cure our boredom or our want. Um, and mm -hmm. at first it was hard. So you start thinking, gosh, what am I going to do? And then you pick up the Bible and you start reading and then you, then you want quickly to go back to that next thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so at first for a little while, it's a little harder for the first two weeks, just like what you would take away if you, if I, if we took away sweets, which I did at one point in time. And let me tell you, I, that was I, awful. <laughs> that was awful for me, but that that's, again, it's a fasting process. And so either one, um, throughout what I've under, what I've learned though, is after a week or two of fasting, 
Um, it's when God starts to work in my life mm -hmm. and starts to really be able to humble myself. My attitude changes, mm -hmm. my concept of life and where um, my priorities are and how I actually uh, respond to others. Um, it's not in anger or of um, selfishness anymore. It's about them and loving on them. And so you turn into this, um, what I've under, like what I've really kind of felt as though from an example of is just, I felt like I can be able to love on others mm -hmm. a lot easier. Um, and that's just, that's God. That is, yeah. that's God being able to allow us to be able to be representative of him. And then it also helps us grow um, a deeper relationship with him. So I started with TV, social media, and then of course, um, um, in a few other instances, I've taken away sweets, which you all know, if y'all are listeners, that that is probably my primary food <laughs> intake every single day and week. So that has been, um, a, you know, one thing that I think was um, a feeling of though, oh no, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I don't, I don't feel like that's a necessity. Mm -hmm. But when I did, it, it was such a, a feeling of joy, um, right. that not only can I do something for myself, that's, I would say selfishly that I could do something for myself. I, I beat that goal in a way, but it was, it was a sense of what I gave to God. Mm -hmm. It was something I gave to God and God um, just multiplied that by being able to deepen my relationship with him. Um, and through those times where I was able to, again, love on others more, that was my, my prayer at that point in time, because sometimes we get so agitated or some little things that happen. And I just want to be more Christ-like. I really, 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 my credibility and where I want to feel like I am a Christian and want to show and shine that light to others. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I fail and, um, we all do, <laughs> but but I think God gives me that strength, that encouragement, and it that presence, right. that ultimate presence right then and there, right when you need it. And mm -hmm. you actually respond a lot faster than sometimes when you are um, are not in his will. That, right. that sometimes we get into those moments in time, too, that we feel like we're in, in regrets. Right. And let's talk about the word respond a little bit. Mm, okay. Because a lot of times what happens if we're not in God's word and we're not responding to that, we're reacting in human reaction. Absolutely. Yeah. And when we react is totally different from when we respond. Because when somebody comes up to you and says something or does something and you want to immediately react to that, because it really set you off or me off or them off or whoever we're talking about. But you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because we want to react immediately and say, how, how dare you do that? Or how could I? How, and, we, and we start to want build a to. defense. Yes, we build a defense before we really sometimes even understand where the person's coming from. So we'll take up an offense for another person and do the same thing, or we'll do it for ourselves. So the difference in reaction, reaction is just an automatic human response to whatever's happening, and it's usually not good. Mm -hmm. And then we'll come back and try to respond. Well, then it's kind of too late. So sometimes the best thing to do is to back away work on your response <laughs> instead of your reaction. Cause our first reaction is not even always the way we feel, but that's the yeah. way we come across. And then we try to back that up. But I think as we look into what God is saying about prayer and fasting and getting into his word and what I call often 
the basic mechanics of Christianity Mm -hmm. and the discipleship and discipline that it takes for us to grow ourselves so that we can point others to Christ, because I'm pretty sure that's why he leaves us here. (laughs) But um, that is something that um, when you said the word respond, I think it is something to take note of to not react, Mm -hmm. but to respond to. And there's, there really is a different, um, well, there's a different heart attitude like we talked about to that. Yeah. And so, um, that is something that, that we need to be aware of. And I think being intentional in our prayer life and our, our Bible study life, which we're going to talk about some too, Mm -hmm. and in preparing ourselves for battle in the world, um, all these things are so important. And last week I talked about the guide that Dr. Bill Bright had from crew. So if you, if y'all, the listeners out there would just uh, look that up, it'll tell you, you know, why you should, the big biblical reasons and how we can fast and pray, uh, the different ways to fast and those kinds of things and the spiritual preparation for fasting and prayer and So we need to ask God to help us in our brokenness to clearly and confess our sins and repent to him Mm -hmm. and get into his word. And God will call um, people and things to our mind in times when we're quiet before him that we might have missed otherwise. So I think as we get into the fasting and praying um, of this, that you remember that God is using it in your life to grow not only you, but to make you an example of the people around you. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for today and for the opportunity that we had to talk with each other and the people who are listening. God, we pray that they hear your heart, not the words that we say, but the things that you want to say to them. And God, I pray that you would impress upon them to respond in such a way that they would give it a try, that they would pray and that they would fast even the smallest amount of something. And then God, I pray that you would make yourself so real to them that they would see the importance of their growth in you. And God, again, we thank you for the opportunity and just pray that you would be with each person in each heart that's there today and fulfill the needs that they have in you. And I pray it in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How How can my identity be in Christ? and you've never received him, I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.